This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Reword.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Time now to introduce our very special guest on this edition of Talking Property, and it's Peter Monday from Strata Central. G'day, Peter. Good afternoon, Harvey. This takes us back just a, a year or three or four, mate, when uh, you were one of our valued contributors when the show was on uh, on radio. How have things been in your neck of the woods? Oh, fantastic. I'm so busy, I need never retire. <laughs> and there's enough confusion out there for sure. Let's make strata simpler was the cry for 30 odd years. Well, uh, that sure ain't happened. And I think uh, the lawyers are going to have an absolute field day for decades over this lot. But there have been some good changes and some interesting changes and changes need to keep up with the times generally. So the, the reforms to the Strata Titles Act, which became effective 1st of May this year, have introduced some uh, more modernisation such as electronic meetings, or people can zoom in, Skype in, etc., which is a, a step ahead. There are a number of areas in the reforms, one of which was to do with the management of strata schemes. I just mentioned electronic uh, opportunities as being one of them. Behaviour is always an issue at properties, whether you're in a line-up of freehold properties and your neighbour next door's got 12-foot weeds and Jim Beam bottles everywhere and <laughs> Led Zeppelin rattling the windows at two in the morning. What do you do? Ring the ranger? He doesn't care. And so, uh, But at least in a strata scheme you have bylaws which are to protect the uh, peaceful enjoyment of dwelling, or at least they're meant to. In the past, the bylaws have tended to be toothless tigers. Well, now they've added some teeth where anyone at a strata scheme, whether it's an owner or a tenant, can be up for a fine of up to $2,000 imposed by the State Administrative Tribunal. And there's more specific processes to go through, which are quite easy to give people notice of what they've done, what they should have done, and don't do it again. And then off to the tribunal, and uh, people are going to get pinged. So there have been some good positives, although I'm a bit critical of some of the drafting. But uh, overall, overall, we have to move on. We don't always like changes. In fact, a lot of us grumble about the law, but when the confetti hits the fan, that's where we turn. Now, Peter, these changes to the Strata Titles Act, would I be correct in saying it's the second or third major revision of the Strata Titles Act since 1966? Yes. And uh, it took something like uh, 10 years almost to, to come to fruition? Oh, probably longer than that. When the 1966 Act was uh, put in place, we stole that from New South Wales. They shook it around and called it a WA Act, big deal. <laughs> and, uh, and they fought and bitched over the regulations for two years. So the 1966 Act actually had the first strata plan. Strata plan mm. number one was re- registered in May 68. Mm, and, a little while. Yeah. Well, the 66 Act was back in the days of She'll Be Right, mate. You didn't lock your house when you went shopping and Charlie Carter's. You walked around the neighbourhood and you knew all your friends, your neighbours and so forth. Well, as time went by, technology increased, security needs increased, all sorts of things changed. And in 1985 is when the 85 Act repealed and replaced the 66 Act. Such little things but a big thing, such as before the 30th of June 85... The outside land could never be made part lot. It was mm. always common property. Always common property, wasn't yeah. it? So after 85, when you could make the land outside part of your ownership, that was a big in- 
increase uh, in um, uh, the situation. Uh, so after 85, things lumbered on. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right, mate. We are in Western Australia after all. Wait a while. Yeah. And so, um, but then the, uh, the pollies uh, got into the Act and realised that there were some contradictions in the Act where insurance could have been a big issue and they uh, brought in an absolute abortion of an Act uh, Strata Titles Amendment Act 1996. What a bloody mess. And uh, anyway... We're still suffering from that. Well, hmm. no more, I suppose. Well, no, the minister... Oh, look, they can move if they want to. The minister fast-tracked uh, with a task force... Sounds meet- dangerous. ...meeting in his office every week. I was looking at the minutes of their meetings and I said, this is the product of a diseased mind. <laughs> and um, anyway, I know, went to Parliament and very little bipartisan uh, debate. You know, when you go to the public gallery now, you can't shout and throw things. You can't even talk to the bastard next to you. And so... Uh, it was passed. Yeah, yeah, was that when they brought in... It was 1997, wasn't it? Survey Strata was brought in, which was a major change. Yeah, yeah. Because before that, that, you couldn't have a vacant lot. Or there was one way to do it, wasn't it? But it was a bit complicated. One of the very positives that was brought in, because of the need, well, the perceived need to be able to strata title vacant land was the introduction of the Survey Strata Plan, and that came mm. in under the 95 Amendment Act. That was one of the good things that came out of it. Mm. Good things do come out of change. And so that was a very big positive. And then we had the 96 Amendment Act, which was the absolute bloody mess. And then, uh, and so things have lumbered on. So really, since about 96, we haven't had any significant no. changes until now. Mm. And they are significant changes. And, and technology, you know, as we uh, it keeps going faster than we can catch up with generally. Mm. And so... Uh, uh, and also, in the Strata Titles Act, strata managers were never mentioned. Not, not a word. Not in the Strata Titles Act 1985, before the 1st of May this year. But they did exist. Yes. But you <laughs> see, uh, strata management evolved like prostitution, and uh, where any bastard could do it. And so in WA, we'd have accountants, we'd have... <laughs> Uncle Tom Cobley, real estate agent. Do you know in WA, in Western Australia, it's the only state or territory in the Commonwealth where real estate agents do strata management? It's bizarre, isn't it? The rest of the, the Commonwealth laughs at us. But um, anyway, any, anyone could do it without any training, any education, any knowledge, any attitude. Up until the 1st of May this year, anyone in the state could manage any size strata scheme in cash out of the boot of their car without any knowledge, education, qualifications or half a brain. So... Come the 1st of May, that changed. So a huge chunk of the reforms is to do with strata managers, Mm. where there's a need for them to have certain educational qualifications. And Uh, very importantly, trust accounting. Yes. Depending on the size of the scheme and what you're managing, because in this state we have about 73,000 live strata schemes, more than any other state or territory in the Commonwealth. Queensland has more lots, but they're all high-rise. Mm-hmm. We have more schemes. So out of our approximately 73,000 schemes, about 60,000 or so are two to five lots. Small. We have a huge number of little strata schemes in WA, and that brings in a different element into the management of it. For example, the obligation for a strata company to give copies out to anyone 
it has to be a choice if a strata company does that, not an obligation, because say Rob wants a copies of something from a block of five out in Scarborough and he goes knocking on the door of Doris in Unit 3, who's the so-called Doris strata looking manager. After it. She's got her hair in rollers and she's smoking the Winnie Blues. <laughs> and so Rob says, right, Doris, I want a copy of this and a copy of that. And a co-. She's not going to roll the photocopy out where of the to go. laundry. Yep. Can we help you out? Which somewhere down come the in? other end of the driveway. Yep, yep, and fast. <laughs> because we have a, a different mix and match and also such a, a mulligatawny of, of different schemes because of the changes over time, not all good changes, we have um, uh, all sorts of different requirements for strata management. But strata managers are generally now accountable, more accountable. They need to be uh, qualified educationally, they need to have, an, uh, when you say trust account, an approved a deposit institution account. And depending on their size or the size of the properties they manage, they need to report to Landgate, giving them certain information every so often. One of the big changes is the introduction of the 10-year plan. Yes, the maintenance plan. No. No? Not maintenance plan. Wash your mouth out. <laughs> Even Landgate get it wrong. They've got it on their website as a maintenance plan. That's probably where I got it from. <laughs> yeah. Get it right, you public servants. And so, the uh, no, the legislation says it's a 10-year plan, which is to repair and replace and renew. So much more than just maintenance. Exactly. And so, uh, Queensland have been doing this for years, where you've got to project ahead 10 years, look at your maintenance needs, start saving money. Very sensible management, really. Yeah. So, of course, we're catching up with the eastern states. And... Uh, and so the 10-year plan applies to blocks of more than 10, or if they're less than 10, they're called designated strata companies. If they're less than 10, but the property's worth five, more than Over 5, five million, million. yep. Mm. So they've got a very sensible, very mm. sensible. Peter, can I just ask a question on behalf of those who might be listening and who are involved in living in a, um, a property that is uh, subject to, to strata regulations? Yep. What are two or, the, two or three of the most common complaints, if you like, uh, or issues, issues yep. that you find thrown on your desk? Righto. Four fingers. Parking, pets, noise and trees. Parking's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Look at all the inner suburbs, uh, and it's not all that long ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and, which is not long in terms of law or property, where they build two or three-bedroom apartments. Look at all your Subies and your Vic Parks mm. and your Sacomas. Two or three-bedroom apartments with one carport. Okay, and so how many of those would have only one car there nowadays? They've got people renting two or three sharing and all the rest of it, and parking is a big issue. And someone's parked in the driveway and you can't get out and, you know, to go play golf or go to the casino, you're not happy, Jan. And so uh, parking is a big issue. Noise transmission, especially in high-rise, is an ever-ongoing application to the tribunal because of noise transmission. A lot of the older apartments which didn't have very good acoustics. yes. But also the young ones come back from the pubs and the clubs and their stilettos on the ceramics at two in the morning and don't mm. give a damn about what noise they make. And uh, the old biddies downstairs don't like it, or even the young ones for that matter, and they've got to get up and their nurses on shift work or whatever, whatever. So the transmission of noise is another big complaint, Harvey. Mm, okay. So yeah. parking, noise... Pets. 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 Pets have settled down a bit, but there's absolutely two camps. We want pets, we don't want pets. But... The western seaboard is catching up to the eastern seaboard where we are now becoming far more pet focused because of the demographics. The baby boomers, the kids have left the nest, they're getting their super, they want to downsize. 
but they will not, I've known people will not sign a contract unless they'd be guaranteed to keep their little floss they've had for 15 years, the dog or cat or something. And... uh, uh, and fair enough, and older people like pets. So a lot of properties now, the developers are putting in bylaws that make sure they can have pets, on certain terms and conditions perhaps. But basically, most stuff comes down to communication. And I get people say, oh, write a letter to so-and-so. I say, hang on, let me just knock on the door and say, excuse me, but did you realise? Mm. So, Very complicated area. Peter, you've explained it magnificently. Now, if there are people out there who want to take advantage of your expertise, how do they get in touch with you? Well, they can send me an email to stratacentral, one word lowercase, at gmail.com or they can phone me on the landline 9443-8891. Good on you, Peter. Thank you Thanks for your again, contribution. To make, talk- make sure they're in bed with their bank manager first. <laughs> <laughs> they need to save up. But they're going to get the best advice. Well, you they have to pay for it. Mate, well, as, look, as you once said to us on the radio version of Talking Property, you're not a charity. Well, that's right. And the earth doesn't spin on its axis. It spins on a dollar. Yeah, and so, you know, we've got to keep the air But you'll put going. them on the right side of what's happening. Well, look, I, I deal with real people in the real world. I don't give them any bulldust. And uh, I uh, listen to their issues, so you can or you can't, and this is what the Strata Titles Act says you might or might not be able to do, and this is how the best way to deal with it. Thanks for joining us, Peter. We really appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Peter.